I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. We have a couple of stories today. We're going to kick things off with Ethereum Merge, a little bit on what is proof of work, proof of stake. We then talk about SEA or C, exiting the ladder markets. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Last but not least, the trade desk. No, this is a stock. <laughs> so what are they and is it a good time to invest in a programmatic company? But first, we want to bring up the CPI numbers, right? We just came out about 10 minutes ago. So we do want to talk about that. So you hear it here live. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. How are we, Anthony? Uh, I'm tired. You know, and, and CPI news just came out. Have, have you seen that? <laughs> like, yeah, really, is that why you're tired? Uh, that why? No, I, I'll be more tired after I see my portfolio, you know, when the market opens, after we end this recording. But yeah, it's, it's, I already got a notification from IBKR, right? Oh, your, your portfolio is down yeah. X percent. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, oh my word uh what was it what was it in 8.3 percent yeah 8.3 um so so that's higher than expectations i think the the kind of scary part was that even the month-on-month um inflation was 0.1 percent so so prices this Mm. month are are 0.1 percent higher than than the previous one right and and that's again higher than expected people are expecting a drop and you know core cpi also higher than expected so on on both month-on-month and year-on-year basis so so it's just kind of terrible (laughs) i think we we, we, we are looking forward to 75 basis points exactly i was just gonna say so how right 75 yeah 100 not 100 i I don't know I, i think it's unlikely um yeah, it's it's, it's it's like look, we 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 seem to be getting very used to seventy five basis point hikes, but these are big movements, right? They they are not you know small movements by, by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, it, it's hard to see how how we can go to hundred without you know triggering a, a full well uh, at least a three quarter meltdown. <laughs> oh, will there be? Right, that's the other question. Look at the numbers. Like gas prices apparently have fallen in August, but your inflation is still somewhere up there. That's that's insane. Yeah, well, I guess rent rent has gone up, right? Um, and and yes. that's also a big part of it. You know, food has gone up. That that's also a big part mm-hmm. of it. So it's just how it is. <laughs> ah man, it's gonna be in for a rough ride over the next few months. No, it's not rough when everything just goes down, you know? It just goes down. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it is, it is. All right, all right. Um, I think that's 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 some good news, good good starting point. What is it, 10 minutes ago they released it? Yeah. Right before we started this? We can go on TV next. <laughs> live news. <laughs> completely live, completely live. All right, Coconuts, we do have some stories for you. It's not just about the CPI numbers today. <laughs> Uh, we want to talk a little bit about the Ether merge, or the Ethereum merge. Hopefully, we get this right. Um, Anthony, of course, knows more crypto than me, uh, but I'll, I'll try and take this one. Then we will move into SEA. 
Again. Um, again. Again. Further exit uh, in the light end market. So we want to understand that a bit more. And last but not least, the, the trade desk. You know, a programmatic company. Let's learn a little bit about them from, from Anthony. All right. Exciting times. <laughs> I, I don't even know why we do this anymore, right? It's just going to go down. Whatever I know. Manner, it's, whatever it's we gonna say, go it's going to go down. <laughs> um, <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's all going down. I think sometimes we wonder, what are we going to talk about? And then we realize, you know, whatever we talk about is going down, so we can talk about anything. No, no, really. no. Look, look, it, it's, it's long-term, right? And at the end of the day, I was, I was talking to my friend the other day, at the end of the day, if, if we want to make money at the other side of it, it's mm. best to buy now than to buy when it's going up. Mm. Right? You, you want to buy on the way down and, and let it recover, right? You don't want to just buy it when it's at the top. So I think now's the best time to do research, actually. Fair enough. Yeah. Agreed. Um, or when the CPI or when the Fed raises their rates, we might see a bit of a drip dip. That might be another good time. So <laughs> keep going and uh, in a couple of years, we'll be all right. Yep, exactly. Awesome, folks. All right, let's start off with this Ether merge. I understand it's going to be happening tomorrow. Actually, real, real soon. Yes. This this Ether merge, right? Um, I think one of the big things I wanted to, to point out to you know for those listeners um, is the the fact that we're moving from a proof of work blockchain to proof of stake blockchain, from what I understand, um, and Anthony, please correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that you know currently Ether and Bitcoin take a lot of energy when when trying to mm-hmm. you know make and mine these sort of coins. Moving to this different blockchain would actually be less energy intensive, which would yep. effectively mean that you know higher. Uh, it would not have as high traffic. It, transaction fees would be a lot lower. And at the same time, it will become more feasible for more people to use it. So the adoption might actually increase in terms of crypto. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, it, it is right. You know, I think that the basic is that it, it, you know, the, the merge kind of shifts the, the, the proof of work blockchain to, to proof of stake. Um, although mm. people want to airdrop you proof of work, you know, um, tokens anyway because the miners are unhappy right the miners essentially lose, lose all their revenue um, as they move to proof of stake so <laughs> yes. so so they, they are going to have their own ETH POW <laughs> which is ethereum proof of work and and that will still be a functioning blockchain right but but yeah you know i, I think you're right i think one, one of the big changes will be that as they move to proof of stake it's, it's less energy intensive which is great mm. um i think what's relatively interesting is that the merge has actually been planned for four or five years now it's, it's not anything recent right and and it was meant to be done mm. i think two years back and it's just been delayed and and all of that which so but yeah finally had you know th- this is one of this is probably the biggest step in the merge there have been a, a few like tests um before there have been a few side chains before where they have been testing that the transition to proof of stake you know and, and all of them have, have gone quite well actually so so this mm. will probably be be the big one and and hopefully it all goes well Oh, I mean, Absolutely. I'm not really excited. I don't think there's that much change in you know terms of fees. Um, the the burn mechanism. I think a year back with EIP one five five nine took took care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and and of course in crypto winter nobody uses a blockchain, right? So so it's going yeah. to be um super cheap anyway. And and with the L two's uh, like arbitrum and optimism and Metis coming up, you know, 
like there's a lot less transactions that you need to do on on the actual Ethereum blockchain. So so yeah, so it, it it's it's a nice change I think. But and and it's going to be nice because you get to stake if right um and and earn some return there as an investor rather than um leaving it to the miners. So so that's that's a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's really interesting just to see. Um. The the of course. The, the biggest question we have here is this much to do about nothing, right? And I think time, you know, a couple of weeks will tell, hey, okay, is it, is it actually yeah. happening? A couple of, couple of months will tell, okay, wait, is there a new shift that's going to happen, right, in the in the crypto world? Um, so good, yeah, good for I mean, there, technology. There's lots, of, there's lots of proof of stake blockchains already out, right? You know, Solana's one, mm. like it's, I think that the big thing is, you know, well, if we are talking about smart contract platforms, if Ethereum is probably the biggest one, right? With the network effects and all that. Yes. And I guess shifting to proof of stake is, is really a validation of that security model more than anything mm. else. So so yeah, it, it, it is exciting that there's implications for it. And and then a lot of people have been come up coming up with very interesting ways to, to trade it um as, as they bet on the merge. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah, let, let's see how that how that plays out. Okay, SEA. Um, yes. well, we talked a little bit about C. Well, quite a lot about C in the last couple we, of we quarters. We keep talking about C, right? We, we talked about <laughs> that, that exit. We talked about earnings, and and then I guess now now mm. it's another exit, right? So so they I think they exited France last time. Not yes. we, when we spoke about it, they exited France. They exited. India and now they are exiting most of Latin America. India. Um, they they are keeping they are they are yes. closing their operations in Argentina, Chile, Colombia, Mexico. So effectively, they're left with Brazil, right? Um, which is a big market. It's the biggest economy in Latin. But I don't know, right? This yeah. feels a, a bridge too far for me. But before that, I guess what what do you think? Well, I think it's it's kind of to some extent in line with what they wanted to do, right? And if you look at it, when we when we talked about when they exited France, when they exited India, you mentioned, um, and I think we mentioned in, in the podcast, they wanted to focus on what was strong and build that and, and get stronger and then grow deeper roots. Um, I think if you follow that narrative, this kind of fits it. Um, I think the only question I have, and, and a big one here, is the fact that if you're pulling out of all these different markets, where else are you going to go? Right. Yep. How deep can you actually embed in in your current Asian roots and, and so on? Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of the the, the concern, right? You know, if, if you're going to be a growth mm-hmm. company and, and you want to be growing in e-com, you know, you, this is effectively cuts the time. Where else are they left, right? They have, they have Southeast Asia, they have Taiwan, yeah. and, and they have Brazil, you know, and, and Brazil is, is the obvious one out there. Um, and, you know, if they're going to exit for a few years because macro is bad and, and it looks like it'll be bad for a few years, then all the competitors take root, right? And and how, and if that's the case, mm. are you going to re-enter again? Are you going to burn cash again when, when the economic outlook, you know, economic outlook improves? That's a difficult question, right? Because then you are back to cash burning and, and we don't even know if they'll be that profitable in, in Southeast Asia and, and Taiwan generally to, to subsidize exactly. and, and try to start that flight wheel again. So so yeah, it's it's rough, man. I think this is probably the one time where I, I've looked at it and I've gone, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to think about them as, as an Asia play now. And, and it's still good. It's still a big market. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still doing very well in that market. But then that means that your prospects for growth are, have to be cut. Right, you are really looking for growth in adjacent areas like fintech and 
maybe logistics may do that, but it haven't. So you know, and and hoping that their no. gaming division recovers for for them to restart that flyweight. Yeah, I guess that's that's the part, right? And but I mean, let M itself. I mean, tell us, tell us a bit more in terms of you know that that market there, the logistics there. There has to be a very good reason why they're still in Brazil, though, as opposed to Argentina. Yeah, I think um, they they have been in Brazil. They are still in Brazil you know, because it's really the largest economy, right? If if they are and and they have been doing decently mm-hmm. well there. Um, if they are out of that, then there's really they are really an Asian company, and and that's all there is to it. Um, but that being said, I think let um itself is is a very competitive market. Um, Shopee is no is mm-hmm. not the top um, by any means. I think it's probably third. Um, the the, the leader is, is this company called Mercado Libre, which has been around for I think fifteen twenty years. Uh, and and then Amazon is is mm-hmm. there, and and then it's Shopee, right? Shopee is gaining market share, but you know, and growing fast, but still kind of far behind the, the top two but yeah so so i mean i read this news i was like hmm this sounds good let me go buy mercado libre and, and i actually bought some shares <laughs> like <laughs> oh did really you? <laughs> 10 minutes. yeah because well, i i've been looking at it right it's like, oh yeah valuation will be expensive you, you don't know how the market will turn out and then they'll go oh wait one of their biggest competitors kind of just pulled out of the market right and and from from what we have yeah. just been saying you know it's probably they're probably not going to go back in anytime soon so that if you are the market leader, your competitors leave, it's really just a chance for you. As long as you are in a strong financial position, there's pretty much a chance for you to consolidate your whole in the market. Right? And then so it's like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And then I, without thinking too much, as if we were still in the bull market of 2021, I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the other question is, you know, um, is, is it a culture thing? I guess that's that's a question I have. Like maybe they can only like be in certain areas because of the culture, because of the way people buy stuff, that whole entire bias journey and 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 all of that. Do you think that's got to do with it? And um, they aren't able to localize as well. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far, right? Because Shopee has localized mm. quite well in places like Vietnam and you know Indonesia, which are again slightly different markets with, with different modalities, right? Um, even if they are they are within Southeast okay. Asia, and and I think the 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 Shopee or the C flywheel was simple. You know, you you would go, you would start up an an online e commerce marketplace. You would you know start at trying to attract people in with like free fire and and linking their gaming arm to to the buying arm you know to to hopefully drive more people through and and get discounts and and all of that and that mm. works you know that i think that's a model that generally works right you, you to to run that flywheel i think the the difference is that maybe in that um they just couldn't get the the flywheel spinning quickly enough whether that's true the, the gaming um you know doing properly because there's a lot of other games to play or or you know and, or whether it's just well there, there's so much other options right oh uh, i think in, in singapore at yes. least lazada was kind of dying and and they, they took that chance to take over but and and i think in in the other markets they, they pretty much could burn cash to, to win market share but you know if you're not going to be able to do that your, your flywheel isn't spinning then then i'm mm. sorry right that's, that's just gonna be difficult yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, good points there. Now, going back to Macaulay Libre that you um, clearly yes. so bought very rashly and, you know, I mean, sorry, thoughtfully. Yeah, like, like, and, like super uh... rational decision, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What, I mean, for, for, for a coconut out there, right, um, I think you made a good point that, you know, if, some, if a big player is moving away, other people, we need to grab that market share and, and Mercado Libre could be one of it and hence buying into it. But what are some, you know, risks you can take with, with or you are, will be taking with Mercado Libre if you invest in them? Um, I think the, uh, the, the risks, are, it's really, you're you are investing in LATAM, right? And, and you are really buying into mm. the LATAM consumer market. You know, wh- whether they, they have the ability to, to purchase you know, and, and LATAM is uh, famously um, even more than, even more than Southeast Asia, they have strong inflation, right? You have like 70-80% inflation in Argentina. You know, um, you have weakening currencies. How how do you actually deal with all these things? You know, and, and whether an e-commerce player can survive in, in these sort of markets, I think that's that's the, the big question. And, and whether they can, I, I think they have been, they, they seem to have been executing really, really well. But you know, um, over the past fifteen years, actually, so so they are not a five year old startup, right? They they have, you know, um, they, they have been around for a bit. They they have shown an ability to to navigate these kind of situations. But you know, they they are a tough situations. So so I think that's that's the big risk I see. That is just let them as a whole not not performing well, and and then that means that well, e commerce will not perform well. But I mean, they've been in it. They they are. They've been here for fifteen years, so that could be good things there. Yeah, I mean, they, they are they are an Uruguayan or, or Argentinian company actually. So, so they started there, right? Correct. Um, they are they are the the let M version of Shopee, except that they started earlier, and, and surprisingly, they they seem to be further along their journey. So, like fintech, mm-hmm. they, they are their fintech arm called Mercado Pago, which is which deals with payments and all that. It's actually faster growing and and has more payment value than all of the, the Shopee and Grab and all that fintechs added together. Oh, right? wow. so, so it's huge and, and it's profitable wow. and it's still growing, what, 100% a year? Wow. Um, okay. So it's it's good, you know. It's it's not uh, it's not really a small company anymore. It's, what, 40, 50 billion market cap. Mm. So so yeah, I think I think this is a bet for it to be the, the winner, you know, in, in that geography and that, and maybe hopefully they can be the baba of that and you'll get a like 300 billion market cap, right? In which case you have four or five or six times your money from exactly. this price. Exactly. Wow. Um, you know what this sounds like, Anthony? Sounds like we should do a stock geek up. <laughs> we should, we should. I, 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 I'm clear like with my you know, 15 minutes of reading, I, I have missed something. So, so if anybody has a bear case, um, more than macro and more than EM risk, you know, please let me know. <laughs> Yeah, Before absolutely. I throw more money into this bit. <laughs> okay, I tell you what, uh, coconuts. If you want us to do, you know, this this area here, we we started talking about Shopee, we sort of ended off talking about Mercado Libre. Um, if you do want us to to do a stocky card, just let us know. Slide into our DMs. We're more than happy to do that. Analyze this, give you the risks, give you with the upside potential. Um, again, just want to right. We we do what we do to help you, but it's not financial advice, right? Just wanted to say that. Yes. Um, but I, I do think, you know, it's, it's probably worth looking at given that they are, they are effectively localized and Latin is a big market. So if you can yep. crack it, it's quite a good, you know, quite a good market to go into because the TAM is massive. Exactly right.
Awesome. Based awesome. On Thanks. We, we are back in 2020. Exactly. Bye, bye, Oh my God. Um, all right. Last topic. Last topic for today, Anthony. The trade yes. desk. All right. Right. Again, another company. I'm just pitching my book here, right? Every, oh, right, every right. other week, it's like, oh yeah, stocks, <laughs> stocks that I bought, why I buy them. Right? Hey, um, but um, we, we talked about traders before, didn't we? Quite did a we? while back. Do you think so? I remember looking at them before. Not uh, entirely just, sure. Just, just great minds thinking alike. Um, hey, hey. Let, let, let me... <laughs> oh, full sound on the foot, right? <laughs> <laughs> let me find it. So let's, I don't know. I I don't. I don't think we have actually talked about it. No, I think it was before the note takings, Anthony. Ah, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it could have been, been. Could have been with Reggie, me and me and Reggie. Yeah, I, I think it's you and Reggie, right? Could um, be. Could be. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but tell us, tell us what is Trade Desk, right? Maybe you could explain a little bit on on how they make money. Yeah. So so maybe a bit of background before we get to the news. So so Trade Desk is essentially um a buyer a demand side platform for programmatic ads, right? So, you know, you, you, you think back to, to how people place advertisements on like TV or radio, even now, you know, you, you go to the broadcaster, you go to MediaCorp or you go to, yeah, go to MediaCorp, I think. And, and you tell them, look, I want to buy ads. They, they'll show you, or say, okay, fine, you can buy at these time slots. It'll cost this amount of money. And at these time slots, they, I roughly reach a certain number of people, right? And, mm. you know, at the end of the day, they, they sell you the time slot for like two months or three months, right? So, you know, you don't know, you don't have as that detailed or granular information around who actually listens and, and your, the audience you're reaching. And, you know, and this is point in time, right? So you don't know what, who will be listening two or three months later, you know? And, and I think that that is the, the old model. Um, In the new model with, with Trade Desk, what they can do is they... You know, collect information. They they reach out to supply side platforms, and mm. they are able to tell you when ad slots are available on on these supply side platforms, and you okay. can bid for bid for that, right? So so it's so it's kind of live, in a sense, and it is it's real time, not live. It's real time, and you have a lot more granular information about the reach you're having. So it's like if I open my ad and I play some random game on my phone and. They, they decide it's time to show me an ad, you know, that there will be somebody pinging up and then somebody will bid to, to show me an ad. And it's like, you know, instantaneous pretty much on, on the back end. Mm. And, and so, so you, can, you, can, you can think about how good this is for, you know, people who want to place ads, right? Um, you know, yeah. you, you obviously get greater ROI. You know exactly who you're targeting and, and who you want to target. And, and, mm. you, and you don't pay. I mean, you pay probably more per ad you place because it's so targeted but you pay less overall and then you increase your marketing efficiency that way got it wow this reminds me of a little thing we call the stock market <laughs> yes with all the bidding so it, and, and, and so on and so forth yep perfect but awesome yeah, it's, it's, it's so yeah, that, that's what they call programmatic ads and you know the the, the, the kind of the new way that a lot of media would, would probably want to to place and sell ads gotcha gotcha so okay tell us tell us about traders how's it been doing uh, it, it was great. I mean, their their earnings came out about a month plus ago, and it was fantastic. Big expectations. I think they shot up 40 percent overnight. Um, after wow. that, um, in which case I sold some of it just to take profits, right? Because now I'm yeah. scared. Um, we are not twenty one. Um, but and, and it's it's come down a bit since with like macro and all that. So so I I started buying again. But you know, um, I think what what was interesting was that they they held their 
investor conference earlier late last week right and and you know, the the ceo jeff green is just a really interesting guy and and he's like you know king of ads right so so he came and and he said you know nasty things about apple and and them being kind of hypocritical um, which was which i find funny because i'm not a super big apple fan um and but you know i, I think key from from the investment side is you know we, we have been talking a bit about like streaming right Mm-hmm. And Roku and Netflix and, and how they are moving to, you know, ads. And and we have also been saying that, oh yeah, you know, with the macro environment, ads haven't been doing super well with like Snap and all that. So so obviously this is uh, an industry where, where we have talked a bit about and, and I thought, you know, it, it would be useful to, to see what they think, you know, is coming up for ads. And on that note, the mm-hmm. CEO was saying, look, Netflix going to ads, you know, Disney may be going to ads. This is super bullish for us. Right, um, because it, it's a whole new market that they did not, that hasn't been available, right? Because Netflix has famously said no ads. Um, even I think four years ago, the trade SEO said no Netflix, you need ads. Like your business model now is unsustainable. So, so I guess he's a mm. bit of an oracle. Um, but yeah, you know that's <laughs> that's great. And he's like, this is a good business opportunity. Um, Netflix has appointed this platform called Zender, um, which is part of Microsoft. And right. it's actually but which that runs like Bing and all ads for Bing and all that. But they're like, look, you know, that's a supply side platform, right? That that is yeah. who Netflix will engage to to kind of manage their inventory of, of what to sell. And and we will partner with them as a demand side platform to be able to, you know, get the details and and make for them. So so this is a, mm. there is still a use case for us. You know, we are not the official partner of netflix but that's okay because we partner with all these supply side platforms anyway got it which these big companies use anyways yep exactly got it and yeah i guess that was the question i had right ads weren't doing too well but they, i guess they are their chat in the, in the last earnings call was the fact that actually more and more companies will be moving towards ads um, and when they do adopt it as part of their sustainable revenue you know cycle they will need to come to us by yes. in, indirectly or directly um, no, and, I, and I think that there's two ways of, of doing it. One is that, you know, you can cut out trade desk and, and the way you do it is by having a, a closed and ad ecosystem. So, so for example, Google, right? Mm. Um, you can both sell and buy ads through Google. You don't, it's a walled garden. You're, they are not going to be able to access it as anybody else. You, you just place ads through Google. I mm. think the same for Meta and, and the same for, um, what's the last one? Apple. Right, yeah. uh, but all everywhere else, it's open, you know, and and trade desk knows that they their survival is really predicated on an open internet, and, and that's why they they have been going around calling for an open internet, and and they've been going like Google, don't delete cookies, it's stupid, you you you'll never do it, right? <laughs> and and through the form they delete the deletion of cookies, and they have been going well, we we have this thing called um, unified ID two, so so it's it's an open source standard that they created, right? And and they have been pushing for industry adoption j- just to make sure that everybody keeps their walls open, right? Because that is where they will be able to leverage off, you know, their, their technology and and their ability to, you know, place proper ads and, and get the demand side correct. Got it, got it. So the risk is, of course, putting the wall up, but yeah. we don't expect that to happen, at least for the... For the like, there, will still, there will always be an open internet, right? We, we can't yes. just rely on Google too much yeah yeah we already have but yeah i get what you're talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Awesome, cool. So more room to grow and definitely the demand side uh, side of things. Yeah. I, I remember doing something in programmatic before. I think it's pretty interesting the way that yeah, they modeled it, it after the, the, the stock market. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be fun, I think. Um, and yeah, their 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 growth is still insane, still like forty, fifty percent. You know, so so slightly expensive stock, but sometimes you you pay for, you pay for the good CEO and and you pay for the the good the good growth, right? So yeah. so I think that that's sometimes about it. Awesome. Um, coconuts again. If you want us to do a, a geek out on this, tell you the risks, tell you the the stock price, a bit <laughs> a bit more numbers. Let us know. More than happy to run any of these for you. As we did yes. with Singapore Airlines, we've actually got good traction right. on that, so that's that's pretty cool. cool. <laughs> For those of you who haven't listened in, please go through. I think it came out last Friday. Um, yep. Love, love to hear your thoughts as well. Oh, the, the markets are not going down. Okay, it hasn't really opened yet, so so maybe it will. Not yet. Not yet. Future seems okay, actually. Oh no, wait, sorry. Futures are terrible. <laughs> they they are down. They are down. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, actually, um, remember how a couple of weeks ago we talked about Signify and Amazon? Yeah. They, they got gazumped, they I think, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. Cool. So what is Amazon going to do now? <laughs> Nothing. No, buy the next guy. Yeah, buy the next guy. Yeah, buy, buy the next guy. Um, <laughs> try, try, to, try to develop it in-house, but yeah, I think not, nothing pretty much. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Anthony. For, for another good episode. We'll catch you soon. All right. See you. Bye, coconuts. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.